Welcome back to Idgits and Aspets. My name's Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And before we get started with this episode, I would just like to say it kind of, it was weird. So usually when we go through our interesting facts, they give you like something about like what the episode is named after. So it'll say like this episode is named after this song by this person or right. whatever, which they didn't have last time, um, which I thought was interesting. And I was going to talk about it during the last episode and then I forgot because I'm a genius and we just recorded the last episode like an hour ago (laughs) so it's still fresh in mind yeah um but so the last episode called Lazarus Rising so where they got the title for that um is out of the bible there's a guy named Lazarus who is Jesus's friend okay um and he was sick he died he was dead for 4 days and then Jesus you know came over and to visit the friends that were mourning and everything and mm-hmm. went to go visit Lazarus in his grave and actually rose Lazarus from the dead. So that's where, like, they got Lazarus rising because Dean comes back from the dead. I see. So. I did not know any of that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, anyways, fun fact, but <laughs> that is not the episode we're doing today. <laughs> today, we are doing season four, episode two. It's called, Are You There, God? It's me, Dean Winchester. So we start with a woman asleep on her couch. The TV's on and it starts to go all staticky. Then the lights start to flicker. She wakes up and realizes that she can see her own breath. So she opens up her closet door and then pushes all the clothes aside. She opens up the hidden door behind that, and we see that she's got lots of weapons. (laughs) And it's kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah. Um, Her phone rings, and it goes to voicemail. The message says, Olivia, it's Bobby. Call me back, would you? I got something big. I could use your help. Olivia checks her EMF reader, which is picking up something. Then she starts loading again there is a spirit in the room with her it's the spirit of an early 20s guy olivia says you and then she rock salt shoots him and he disappears she goes into another room and salt lines the doorway but not fast enough he's in the room with her and she says i'm so sorry then she turns around and there's a female spirit the spirit grabs her and we can hear bones cracking and i know that it's bones cracking because the captions told me so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the captions told me so <laughs> yeah because they don't really like show what the ghost is doing to her but you hear no. you know some crunching there, there's some breaking of bones yes. happening. <laughs> so we get our opening title sequence we cut to bobby's house sam and dean are talking while bobby is doing some reading sam says to dean well then tell me what else it could be dean says look all i know is that i was not groped by an angel <laughs> <laughs> Touched by an angel? Oh, yeah, exactly. Have you, seen, have you ever heard of that yeah, show? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yep. Sam says, okay, look, Dean, why do you think this Castiel would lie to you about it? Dean says, maybe he's got some, or maybe he's some kind of demon. Demons lie. Sam says, a demon who's immune to salt rounds and devil traps and mm-hmm. Ruby's knife. I was going to say, and the big stabby thing. Yeah. Dean, Lilith is scared of that thing. Dean says, don't you think that if angels were real, that some hunter somewhere would have seen one at some point ever? (laughs) Sam says, yeah, you just did, Dean. Dean says, I'm trying to come up with a theory here, okay? Work with me. Sam says, Dean, we have a theory. Dean says, yeah, one with a little less fairy dust on it, please. Sam says, okay, look, I'm not saying we know for sure. I'm just saying that I think... Dean says, okay, okay, that's the point. We don't know for sure, so I'm not going to believe that this thing is a freaking angel of the Lord because it says so. (laughs) Bobby says, you two chuckleheads want to keep arguing religion or do you want to come take a look at this? I got a stack of lore, biblical, pre-biblical. Some of it's in damn cuneiform. It all says an angel can snatch a soul from the pit. Dean says, what else could it do? Dean says, what else could do it? (laughs) Bobby says, airlift your ass out of the hot box? As far as I can tell, nothing. The hot box. I love it, (laughs) yep. Sam says, Dean, this is good news, because for once, this isn't just another round of demon crap. I mean, maybe you were saved by one of the good guys, you know? Dean says, okay, say it's true. Say there are angels. Then what? There's a god? Bobby says, at this point, Vegas money's on yeah. (laughs) Dean says, I don't know, guys. Uh, Sam says, okay, look, I know you're not all choir boy about this stuff, okay? But this is becoming less and less about faith and more and more about proof. Dean says, proof? Proof that there's a God out there that actually gives a crap about me personally? I'm sorry. I'm I'm not buying it. Sam says, why not? 
Dean says, because why me? If there's a God out there, why would he give a crap about me? I mean, I saved some people, okay? I figured that made up for the stealing and the ditching chicks, but why do I deserve to get saved? I'm just a regular guy. Sam says, apparently you're a regular guy. That's important to the man upstairs. Dean says, well, that creeps me out. I mean, I don't like getting singled out at birthday parties, much less by God. Sam says, okay, well, too bad, Dean, because I think he wants you to strap on your party hat. <laughs> Dean says, all right, what do we know about angels? Bobby pulls out a big stack, big stack of books and says, start reading. Dean points at Sam and says, you're going to get me some pie. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to get through this, I need dessert. <laughs> so we cut to Sam parking baby and getting off the phone with Dean. Sam says, yes, Dean, I'll get the chips. Dude, when have I ever forgotten the pie? <laughs> then Sam sees Ruby lurking behind the store, and he quickly gets off the phone with Dean. He says, Ruby, and she says, so is it true? Did an angel rescue Dean? Sam says, you heard? Ruby says, who hasn't? Sam says, we're not 100% sure, but I think so. She says, okay, bye, Sam. <laughs> Sam says, <I'm> out. <laughs> yeah. Sam says, whoa, wait, what's going on? Ruby says, Sam, they're angels. I'm a demon. They're not going to care if I'm being helpful. They smite first, and then they ask questions later. Sam says, what do you know about them? She says, not much. I've never met one, and I don't really want to. All I know is that they scare the holy hell out of me. Holy hell out of me. <laughs> Watch yourself, Sam. Sam says, I'm not scared of angels. Then we cut to Bobby's house. Sam pulls up in baby, and Bobby says, keep the engine running. I got a friend, one state over, Olivia Lowry. I've been trying to reach her for three days on this angel thing. It's not like her to ignore this many calls. Sam says, Olivia Lowry, a hunter, right? Bobby says, yeah, we're going to go check on her. You guys follow me. Dean says to Sam, scoot over. So Sam moves into the passenger seat and hands Dean the shopping bag. Dean says, dude, where's the pie? <laughs> we can like, come on. I know. We the one thing. The one thing that you were sent out to get. We cut to Bobby, Sam and Dean. Uh, we cut to Bobby, Sam and Dean walking into Olivia's place, calling her name. They find her body ripped open. It's gross. It's like her rib cage has been pulled onto the outside of her and all her guts are like overflowing. Yeah, it's basically like somebody did open heart surgery without the, you know, formality of things. Right, it's so <laughs> gross looking. Um, Bobby rushes outside, but Sam and Dean stay to get some clues. Sam says, salt line. Dean goes over to Olivia's hunter stash and says, Olivia was rocking the EMF meter. Sam says, spirit activity. Dean says, yeah, on steroids. I've never seen a ghost do this to a person. Bobby comes back inside, and Dean asks him if he's okay. Bobby says, I called some hunters nearby. Dean says, good, we could use their help. Bobby says, except they ain't answering their phones either. Sam says, something's up, huh? Bobby says, you think? <laughs> so we cut to a different house. The phone is ringing and goes to voicemail. We learn from the voicemail that we are in Jed's house. The camera pans around the house, and it's all askew like there was a big fight. And then we see Jed dead on the floor. Dean is the person calling. He says, Jed, Dean Winchester again, friend of Bobby Singer's. Look, we think something's happening. We think it's happening to hunters. Just want to make sure you're okay. Call me back. We cut to Sam and Dean leaving Jed's house. Uh, Dean's on the phone with Bobby. Dean tells him that Jed, uh, that Jed looks even worse than Olivia. Bobby says, I checked on Carl Bates and R.C. Adams. They've redecorated in red. Mm. Dean says, what the hell is going on here, Bobby? Why did a bunch of ghosts suddenly want to gank off, suddenly want to gank off-duty hunters? Bob gank off sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little, that's a different show. <laughs> <laughs> Never okay. heard it called that before, but hey. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bobby says, I don't know, but until we find out, you guys better get your asses to my place. Dean says, we're on our way. So we cut to Sam and Dean pulling up to a gas station. Dean is passed out in the passenger seat. And his head is practically hanging out of the window. I don't know if you know that, but his window is down. He is out. Yeah, he is not moving at all. So Sam starts pumping the gas, and we see that someone is spying on him. Um, we don't see who it is. We just kind of see a dark, menacing shape. We cut to Sam in the gas station bathroom washing his hands. His breath becomes visible in the mirror. Um, his breath becomes visible, and the mirror starts to ice over. He wipes his hand across it and sees in the reflection, Agent Hendrickson is behind him. Hendy says, hi, Sam. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. 
Sam, doesn't look thrilled either. No, no. <laughs> Sam says, Hendrickson, are you, did you, then Hendrickson ghost flickers, and he says, I didn't survive, if that's what you're asking. Sam says, I'm sorry. Hendy says, I know you are. Sam says, look, if we'd known Lilith was coming, Hendy says, you wouldn't have left half a dozen innocent people in that police station to die in your place. You did this to me. It was your fault. She was after you, and I paid the price. You left us there to die. Then he grabs Sam and slams him against some lockers. Sam notices a symbol burned on Hendy's hand. Hendy keeps slamming Sam around and then slams his head on the sink a few times, which, ugh. Ow. That is the worst. Then Dean is there. He rock salt shoots Hendy, who disappears. We cut to Bobby, alone in his house. The lights are flickering, and he can see his breath. We hear some children giggling. His radio turns itself on, and he grabs an iron poker. He creeps over to the stairs, and a ball bounces down it. He turns around, and there are two young girl spirits standing there staring at him. We cut to Sam and Dean and Baby. Dean is calling Bobby, but he doesn't pick up. Dean says to Sam, How you feeling, huh? How many fingers am I holding up? Sam says, None. I'll be fine, Dean. Dean says, Hendrickson? Why? What did he want? Sam says, Revenge, because we got him killed. Well, we did, Dean. Dean says, All right, stop right there. Whatever the hell is going on, it's happening to us now, okay? I can't get a hold of Bobby, so if you're not thinking answers, don't think at all. We cut to Dean and Sam busting into Bobby's place. Dean yell whispers for Bobby. That was weird. He was like, Bobby! 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 (laughs) (laughs) They creep around with their guns out and come across an abandoned iron poker on the floor by the stairs. They hear a noise, and Dean says, I'll go. You check outside. So we cut to Sam walking around a bunch of old junker cars yelling for Bobby. We see inside one of the vehicles that the little girls are keeping Bobby quiet with a hand over his mouth. Bobby looks super freaked out. I mean, yes, you would be. (laughs) Yeah, for real. We cut to inside with Dean. All the doors slam shut except for one, which opens. Dean says, come out, come out, whoever you are. Then Meg appears behind him. Uh, I just say, it's nice to see Meg again. Mm -hmm. I know it's like her angry spirit, but still, (laughs) Still. I like her, yeah. Um, She says, Dean Winchester, still so bossy. You don't recognize me? This is what I looked like before that demon cut off my hair and dressed me like a slut. Although I gotta say, I liked the shorter haircut. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Her longer hair, and it's not super long, it's like not even shoulder length, Mm -hmm. um, makes her look a lot younger Mm -hmm. than the shorter hair. Yeah. But she looks great either way, honestly. Yeah. Um, Dean says, Meg? She says, hi. It's okay. I'm not a demon. Dean says, you're the girl the demon possessed. She says, Meg Masters. Nice to finally talk to you when I'm not, you know, choking on my own blood. Mm. It's okay. Seriously. I'm just a college girl. Sorry. Was. I was walking home one night and got jumped by all this smoke. Next thing you know, I'm a prisoner in here. And she touches her head. She says, now I was awake. I had to watch while she murdered people. Dean says, I'm sorry. Meg says, oh, yeah? So sorry you had me thrown off a building. Okay. They didn't know. Dean didn't throw her off a building. No. Dean didn't do anything to make that happen. Mm -mm. Well, I guess he and Sam, Uh, they, like, destroyed the altar, which made those, the divas, whatever, the divas... Or Devas. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. They were those shadow demons. Mm-hmm. They threw her off a building, not Sam and Dean. Yeah. So, no. It is not Sam and Dean's fault what happened to her. Yeah. No, not particularly. I mean, like, the events led up that led up to it could be argued that they were caused by them, but still. They weren't the even, ones that personally did I it. I don't you even know? think that. She's the one who summoned those demons or whatever because she was. Wasn't she... She's Yellow Eyes' daughter. I don't think she right. was. Yeah. His daughter. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. But also, like. Like, all of that was from Yellow Eyes, which has nothing. I mean, Sam and Dean didn't cause any of that. No, but they did release them when she had them under control, and that's what got her. That's true. So, I mean, it's not their fault. Like, mm-hmm. she shouldn't have had them like trapped to begin with but they did release them which is what caused the i just don't think you can call that their fault oh no it's not their fault she was the one that did the stupid thing to begin with yeah (laughs) yeah anyway she said you had me thrown off a building dean says well we thought she says no you didn't think i kept waiting praying i was trapped in there screaming at you just help me please you're supposed to help people dean why didn't you help me 
Dean says, I'm sorry. She says, stop saying you're sorry. And she hits him and he falls to the ground. She kicks him and he says, we didn't know. She said, no, you just attacked. Did you ever think there was a girl in here? No, you just charged in slashing and burning. You think you're some kind of hero. Dean says, no, I don't. She says, you're damn right. Do you have any idea what it's like to be ridden for months by pure evil while your family has no idea what happened to you? She's holding Dean by his shirt collar and he notices the same symbol that Hendy had on his, on, that Hendy has on Meg's hand. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Dean says, we did the best we could. She starts kicking his ass again. We cut to Bobby. One of the little girls says, are you scared, Bobby? The other one says, we were scared, Bobby. The first girl says, when the monster came for us and grabbed us tight. The other one said, and we couldn't even scream. The first girl says, you were right there, Bobby. The other one says, you were in the house. The first one says, you were so close. We cut to Sam, still walking around the cars. When he gets close to Bobby and the spirits, his breast starts to become visible. Back with Bobby, the first little girl says, you could have saved us, Bobby. The other one says, you walked right past that door. The first one says, the monster had us. And the second one says, you didn't find us. First one says, and now they won't find you. They cover his mouth and plug his nose. And they must be fucking strong because I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Feels like Bobby could just kind of smack him away because they're tiny little things. You'd think. But I mean, they do have like supernatural strength at that point. But I thought it was kind of funny, not going to lie, when he was just like getting like pinned down by these two tiny little girls. You know? I know. And these just little like... fingers holding his nostrils closed. I was <laughs> like, really? Like, yeah. Like, uh, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm buying this, but that's fine. <laughs> So we cut to Dean. Meg says, it wasn't just me, Dean. I had a sister, a little sister. She worshipped me. You know how little siblings are, right? How they'll do anything for you. She was never the same after I disappeared. She just got lost. And when my body was laying in the morgue, beat up and broken, do you know what that did to her? She killed herself because of you, Dean. Because all you were thinking about was your family, your revenge, and your demons. 50 words of Latin a little sooner and I'd still be alive. My baby sister would still be alive. That blood is on your hands, Dean. Dean says, you're right. So we cut back to Sam. He notices one of the vehicles has an iced over mirror. He crowbars open the door and the spirits push him back and onto a windshield of another car. Sam and Bobby both make uh, the spirit disappear with iron. That sounded weird. Sam made one of the little girls disappear with an iron. I think the iron poker. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what Bobby used. Maybe a crowbar. So, yeah, yeah, something like that. So we cut back to Dean. He grabs his gun and points it at Meg. She says, come on, Dean. Did your brain get French fried in hell? You can't shoot me with bullets. He says, I'm not shooting you. And then he aims his gun at the ceiling where there's an iron chandelier. He shoots it and it falls down around Meg, who disappears. And it was impressive that he was able to shoot a chain and split it with a bullet. Oh, yeah. I gotta real. say, like, I think I may have told this story before how I broke a gun range. Oh, I don't know. Oh, so maybe... <laughs> Maybe it, I just told you it wasn't on the podcast. I don't remember. But at any rate, so at one time I went shooting and it was an indoor range, which means it's really cold because there's so much ventilation going through, right, to keep the, like, the powder down oh, yeah, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And so I was shooting a gun that had quite a bit of kick to it and my hands were freezing cold, so mm-hmm. I didn't have the best grip on it. Yeah. And, I, you know, I pull the trigger and the gun kicks so much that, like, I shot kind of up towards, I mean, not, like, straight up or anything, but just farther up than what I should have. Mm-hmm. And I split the string holding the pulley system with the, the targets because yeah, you, like, yeah. push them farther out and back in. I split the string and broke it. Oh, my God. <laughs> the range. I broke that. I, he's, yeah. I can say that I can split a string with a bullet. Could I ever do it again? No way. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you did it. I Damn did it. it. <laughs> that's awesome but anyways um, so we cut to some time later uh, Dean and Sam and Bobby are all together in Bobby's house Sam says so they're all people we know Dean says not just no people we couldn't save hey I saw something on Meg did she have a tattoo when she was alive Sam says I don't think so Dean says it was like a mark on her hand almost like a brand Sam says I saw a mark too on Hendrickson Bobby asks what did it look like Sam draws it onto paper, and Bobby says that he may have seen it before. Then the lights start to flicker, and a radio turns on. Bobby says, we gotta move. Follow me. Sam says, okay, where are we going? And Bobby says, someplace safe, you idiot. 
<laughs> they go down. You know what? The captions there said idiot, not idiot. But I. But My caption said idiots. Mine said idiot. And then I was like. Did Poppy really say idiots there? So I listened to it, and he definitely says idiot. Yeah, no, it, in my captions it said idiots. Were you watching it on the DVDs? Or Netflix. On, okay, because I watched it on Netflix, too. Well, I, like, rewound it a bunch of times because I was trying to figure out what it definitely said idiot. That's weird. I don't know what's happening. What's going on? Because mine definitely said idiots. Mine definitely said idiot. That's so strange. That's weird. I wonder, also I kind of wonder, too, is if... Sometimes, like, they, no, that wouldn't make any sense. I was going to say, if they, like, have it based off of the sound and they just kind of, like, play what comes off of the sound. Yeah, but they wouldn't, mean. they would, like, they can't do that. I, mean, I just don't know time. why Netflix showed us different things. I don't know. That's super weird. Unless I just read it wrong. I just assumed that it was idgits. Because we'll, we'll look what, at it later. Yeah. Like, tomorrow morning or something. Yeah. We'll, We'll pull it up on Netflix and see, because now I have to know. <laughs> Although I, I'm like 99% sure that it said idiot, but yeah. he says idiot. It's very possible. I mean, I just, I just thought it said idiots. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> so they go down into Bobby's cellar, and he opens up an iron door. There's all kinds of weapons, and the room is circular, and the floor is one giant devil's trap. Sam says, Bobby, is this... Bobby says, solid iron, completely coated in salt. And he's talking about the walls, which is pretty dope. Bobby, you can see the walls look kind of like crusty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bobby says, 100% ghost proof. Sam says, you built a panic room? Bobby says, I had a weekend off. Dean says, Bobby, you're awesome. <laughs> Man, respect. And he means it. He's not being oh, yeah. sarcastic. No, he's no, no. straight up like, Bobby, you are the dopest shit. Yeah, yeah. like... Listen, how come I didn't think of that? Right. <laughs> so we cut to some time later. They're still in the panic room making salt shotgun shells. Dean says, see, this is why I can't be- get behind God. If he doesn't exist, fine. Bad crap happens to good people. That's how it is. There's no rhyme or reason. Just random, horrible evil. I get it, okay? I can roll with that. But if he is out there, what's wrong with him? Where the hell is he while all this... Where the hell is he while all these decent people are getting torn to shreds? How does he live with himself? You know, why doesn't he help? Sam and Dean both look at Bobby, who says, I ain't touching this one with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> Not going there. Then he says, found it. The symbol you saw. The brand on the ghost. Mark of the witness. Sam says, witness? Witness to what? Bobby says, the unnatural. Okay, that was a perfect moment that they could have said the supernatural. I know, really, right? Yeah. One might say supernatural. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, why'd you, why'd you do that? <laughs> So none of them died, which you would call ordinary deaths. See these ghosts, they were forced to rise. They woke up in agony. They were like rabid dogs. It ain't their fault. Someone rose them up on purpose. Sam says, who? Bobby says, do I look like I know? But whoever it was used a spell so powerful that it left a mark, a brand on their souls. Whoever did this had big plans. It's called the rising of the witnesses. It figures into an ancient prophecy. Dean says, wait, what book is that prophecy from? Bobby says, well, the widely distributed versions just for tourists, you know, but long story short, revelations. This is a sign, boys. Sam and Dean say at the same time, a sign of what? And I love it when they say things at the same time. (laughs) It's like they're brothers or something. I know. (laughs) So they say, a sign of what? And Bobby says, the apocalypse. Dean says, apocalypse? As an apocalypse apocalypse? (laughs) The four horsemen, pestilence, and $5 a gallon gas apocalypse? <laughs> Bobby says, that's the one. The rise of the witnesses is a mile marker. Sam says, okay, so what do we do now? Dean says, road trip, Grand Canyon, Star Trek experience, Bunny Ranch. <laughs> do you know what the Bunny Ranch is? Playboy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bobby says, first things first, how about we survive our friends out there? Dean says, great. Any ideas aside from staying in this room until Judgment Day? (laughs) Bobby says, it's a spell to send the witnesses back to rest. Should work. Sam says, should. Ha, great. Bobby says, if I translate it correctly. Correctly? (laughs) Correctly. If I can say the word correctly, correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We are tired. Uh And I may or may not have had two muscle relaxers. (laughs) But listen, it's for my back. I need them. It was not recreational. 
Okay, sorry. Um, I think I got everything we need here at the house. Dean says, any chance you got everything we need here in this room? Bobby shakes his head and says, so you thought our luck was going to start now all of a sudden. Spells got to be cast over an open fire. Sam says, the fireplace in the library. Bobby says, bingo. Dean says, that's just not as appealing as a ghost-proof panic room, you know? So they arm up. Bobby says, cover each other and aim careful. Don't run out of ammo until I'm done or they'll shred you. Ready? So they go out. When they get to the bottom of the stairs, they see a spirit sitting at the top. It's Ronald Resnick from the episode Night Shifter. Um, do you remember him? Ronald Resnick. He was the guy who went into the bank oh, because yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Thought, mm-hmm. he thought there were like... The mandroids. The mandroids. Like the laser eyes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's that guy. And he got shot um, by a SWAT guy yeah, or whatever. Sniper yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Ronald says, hey, Dean, you remember me? Dean says, Ronald, huh? With the laser eyes. I wish I could say it's good to see you. Ronald says, I am dead because of you. You were supposed to help me. Then Bobby shoots Ronald, who disappears. Bobby says, if you're going to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. <laughs> they get to the library and pour a salt line around them in the fireplace. Bobby says to Sam, upstairs, linen closet, red hex box. It'll be heavy. So Sam goes. Then the two little girls are there. One says, Bobby, but Dean shoots at them and they vanish. Bobby says to Dean, kitchen, cutlery drawer. It's got a false bottom. Hemlock, opium, wormwood. Dean's like, opium? <laughs> but Bobby says, go. He's like, hey, this could be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, then the little girls are back. One says, Bobby, you walked right by us while that monster ate us all up. The other one says, you could have saved us. We cut to upstairs with Sam. He's looking for the linen closet. We hear a gunshot from downstairs. Sam finds a closet in the red box, but then Meg is there. She says, you know what really pisses me off, Sam? He shoots at her, but she reappears behind him immediately. Meg says, you saw how I suffered for months. I thought... Uh, I thought you must have learned something. I thought I died for something. But what you're doing with that demon Ruby, how many innocent bodies has Ruby burned through for kicks? How many girls just like me? And you don't send her back to hell. You're a monster. Sam shoots her right in the face. We cut to Dean, and he finds a false bottom in the cutlery drawer. Then the door separating the kitchen and the library slams shut. Bobby yells for Dean, but Bean, sa- but Bean says... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bean! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dean says, I'm all right. Keep working. Then Agent Hendy is there with Dean. Dean says, Victor, I know. Hendy says, no, you don't. Dean says, it's my fault you're dead. I left you behind. And the minute I heard about that explosion, I thought I should have known. I should have protected you. Hendy mind powers Dean's gun across the room. And Hendy says, uh-uh, not so fast. You think you left? You think you left and Lilith came and we all died in a beautiful blast of white light? If only. 45 minutes. Over 45 minutes. Lilith said she wanted to have some fun. Yuck. The secretary was first. Remember her? Nancy the Virgin? Lilith filleted Nancy's skin off piece by piece. Right in front of us. Made us watch. Nancy never sc- stopped screaming. That was the last. Then Hendy shoves his hand into Dean's chest. Hendy says, tell me how it's fair. You get saved from hell, I die. Why do you deserve another chance, Dean? Then Sam shoots Hendy, who vanishes. They go back to Bobby with their supplies. Then Ronald appears. Dean says, Ronald, hey, come on, man. I thought we were pals. Ronald says, that was when I was breathing. Now I'm going to eat you alive. Dean says, well, come on. I'm not a cheeseburger. <sighs> Dean goes to shoot him, but Don- but Ronald is gone. I almost said Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald McDonald? Ronald McDonald. <laughs> there you go. So Bobby starts to spell, and all the windows blow open, and all the wind blows away the salt on the ground. All the spirits are there, and the boys keep shooting, but the spirits reappear almost instantly. Hendy mind powers Dean's gun away, but Dean gets an iron poker, and Hendy vanishes. Then Meg makes a desk trap Sam between it and a wall. Bobby's about to finish the spell. Um, He's holding up a metal bowl, but Meg shoves her hand into Bobby's back. He yells for Dean, who catches the bowl when Bobby drops it. Bobby yells, fireplace, so Dean tosses the bowl contents into the fire. There's a bright light, and all the ghosts disappear. It was kind of a cool blue light, too. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a cool effect. Mm -hmm. The boys and Bobby are all okay. 
We cut to nighttime. Sam is asleep on Bobby's couch. Dina's sleeping on the floor. Okay. Really? Bobby doesn't have any guest beds? I find that hard to believe for some reason. It seems like it's a pretty big house. Maybe yeah. it's not, but it seems Especially like, when you go into that, like, dream sequence thing with Bobby or whatever, where mm-hmm. he's stuck, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. Well, it seemed like there's multiple rooms in that house, although this is, you know, in dream sequence. So maybe now, like, maybe he used to have that sort of stuff, but now since he's kind of like a hermit, you know, my yeah. guess is that even if he did have beds, it would probably be covered with stuff. Yeah, you're you probably know? right. So Dean's sleeping on the floor. We hear some wings flutter. Dean wakes up and sees Castiel in the kitchen watching him. He sees you when you're sleeping. <laughs> he knows when you're He's awake. watching over him sleep. I mean, also, at this point, like, if he... Okay, like, if if I were Dean in this situation, yeah. I don't know this homie enough to let him just, like... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> watch me, you know? Agreed, <laughs> agreed. So Dean goes over to him, and Castiel says, excellent job with the witnesses. Dean says, you were hip to all this? Castiel says, I was made aware. Dean says, well, thanks a lot for the angelic assistance. You know, I almost got my heart ripped out of my chest. Castiel says, but you didn't. Dean says, I thought angels were supposed to be guardians. Fluffy wings, halos. You know, Michael Landon, not dicks. <laughs> I looked up Michael Landon, and he's an old actor mm-hmm. who was in some angel show or movie. I can't remember what it was. Well, so Michael Landon is also the one who played um, Pa on Little House on the That's right, yeah. Um, he's famous for a couple couple shows. Yeah, I think one was, was it Bonanza. I don't remember. No, it was, an, it was a Western. Maybe it was Bonanza. I don't remember. I just remember my grandpa would watch this old Western show that he was in. Or, oh, really? There was Bonanza. There was... What was the other ones? Hmm. If I was more awake, I would probably be yeah, able to come I, up with the names. I hadn't but, seen any of the ones. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Castiel says, read the Bible. Angels are warriors of God. I'm a soldier. Dean says, yeah, then why didn't you fight? Cass says, I'm not here to perch on your shoulder. We had larger concerns. <laughs> Dean says, concerns? There were people getting torn to shreds down here. And by the way, while all this is going on, where the hell is your boss, huh? If there is a God. Cass says, there is a God. Sam, sorry, not Sam. Dean says, I'm not convinced. Because if there is a God, what the hell is he waiting for, huh? Genocide? Monsters roaming the earth? The freaking apocalypse? At what point does he lift a damn finger and help the poor bastards that are stuck down here? Cass says, the Lord works. Dean says, if you say mysterious ways, so help me, I will kick your ass. <laughs> Good luck with that. You already tried everything you I got. know. <laughs> so Bobby was right about the witnesses. This is some kind of sign of the apocalypse. Cass says, that's why we're here. Big things afoot. Dean says, do I want to know what kind of things? Cass says, I sincerely doubt it, but you need to know. The Rising of the Witnesses is one of the 66 seals. Dean says, okay, I'm guessing that's not a show at SeaWorld. Cass says, those seals are being broken by Lilith. Dean says, she did the spell. She rose the witnesses. Cass nods and says, and not just here, 20 other hunters are dead. Dean says, of course, she picked victims that the hunters couldn't save, so they would barrel right after us. Cass says, Lilith has a certain sense of humor. Dean says, well, we put those spirits back to rest. Cass says, it doesn't matter. The seal was broken. Dean says, why break the seal anyway? Cass says, you think the seal... Cass says, you think of the seals as locks on a door. Dean says, okay, last one opens, and... Cass says, Lucifer walks free. Dean says, Lucifer. But I thought Lucifer was just a story they told at Demon Sunday School. There's no such thing. Cass says... Three days ago, you thought there was no such thing as me. Why do you think we're here walking among you now for the first time in 2,000 years? Dean says, to stop Lucifer. Cass says, that's why we've arrived. Dean says, well, bang up job so far. Stellar work with the witnesses. That's nice. Cass says, we tried. There are other battles, other seals. Some will win, some will lose. This one we lost. Our numbers are not unlimited. Six of my brothers died in the field this week. You think the armies of heaven should just follow you around? There's a bigger picture here. You should show me some respect. I dragged you out of hell. I can throw you back in. 
Then Cass disappears, and Dean looks scared. We cut to Dean waking up on the floor. Sam says, you all right? What's wrong, Dean? Dean says, so, you got no problem believing in God and angels. Sam says, no, not really. Dean says, so, I guess that means you believe in the devil. Sam says, why are you asking me all this? And credits. <laughs> it was a weird place to stop. It was kind of a weird, like, cutoff point, mm-hmm. but... I guess we don't need to see Dean telling Sam everything that Castiel just told him, you know? Yeah. It would have been repetitive, but... No, but they usually do go into, like, you know, they'll kind of, like, give you the beginning of it and then the end of it, you know, and some sort of reaction to the news, not just, like, hey, by the way, and then the end, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so my thoughts... Uh, first one, those two little girls kind of remind me of The Shining. You know? Oh, yeah, like, they totally did. I was just like, hmm. Okay. I think they were supposed to. They were kind of, oh, like, yeah. colored and wearing the same color clothing mm-hmm. Yeah, as The Shining Girls. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, and also, okay, Bobby, in a weird way, is kind of like the receptionist for Sam and Dean. Yeah. You know? like He really is. He's like... He knows everything. He's got all the books. He has all the contacts. It's like, hey, we need to do this. And he's like, okay, here's what you need to do to do this, you know? And I, I think that he's like that probably for other hunters, too. Oh, yeah, because he talks to other people yeah. all the time, you know, about... He's like, oh, yeah, I was helping somebody else out with, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. um, also, that's probably, like... This episode is probably one of the best, most extreme versions of laser tag. <laughs> uh, yeah, with ghosts that has ever happened. It was kind of interesting. They're mm-hmm. just like, hey, you know, over here, duck, no, do this. But yeah, they did a lot of that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, something that kind of like tickled my funny bone was when. Hendy had his hand in Dean's chest. Mm-hmm. Dean totally looks constipated. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like, hey. notice that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I was just, I just, I just started giggling. I couldn't yeah. help myself. I'm like, <laughs> I really liked seeing Hendy again, honestly. Yeah. Everyone we saw, it, except for the two little girls, I was, I was delighted to see again, truthfully, mm-hmm. even though they're like angry versions of themselves you know what I mean yeah which not that I wanted to see them in pain and agony is what did Bobby say they were feeling yeah but it was cool to see them again yeah and I don't like I don't remember the two girls where did the two girls come we from? didn't see that episode that was just that was just in the past yeah because yeah. I was like I'm sitting there going okay there's either it's either something that happened way before the boys or at least Sam started his whole hunting thing mm-hmm. back up again with Dean but like I don't know it's either that or like I just totally don't remember <laughs> yeah we've ne- we've never seen it but yeah okay last thought for me <laughs> Dean totally has pimples <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice that I noticed it in like one of the last scenes where they kind of do like a close-up on his face he has like a couple pimples on his forehead and I was like oh he's just a pimply little teenager <laughs> oh that makes me feel better about my face in my life <laughs> <laughs> me too especially right now mine's blown up and i don't know why oh i'm sorry nuts. i mean it's fine it's just kind of one of those like why is this happening right now mm-hmm. <laughs> well what was your favorite moment so my favorite was when um the boys and bobby go into um they lock themselves up in the panic room and sam's like you built a panic room and bobby's just like I had a weekend off, you know, like, yeah. it's fine. And then Dean's like, you're awesome. And it yeah. was like, total awe. And Bobby's just really like, cute. what? It's like, par for the course. I don't know what you're so excited about. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's but a pretty cool room. It is pretty cool. Like, if it, you know, it'd be fun to kind of explore it. Mm-hmm. But uh, what was your favorite moment? My favorite moment was when... Um, Oh, I can't remember what was happening towards the beginning of the episode, but Dean says to Sam, you're going to get me some pie. Because <laughs> he's like, just, like, pissed this off. This is oh, what's going to happen. Because he's got to read all those books about angels. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. this is going to take me forever. I need pie to get through this. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the, um, I thought that, I, I mean, I think the, um, the dude wears the pie thing, like, that's a pretty common quoted that is, yeah. yeah. Like, where's the pie? Yeah. But, 
Um, so our interesting facts from this episode, uh, after shooting Ronald with rock salt, Bobby says, if you're going to shoot, shoot, don't talk. <laughs> this is the famous quote, or this is a famous quote from the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, that's cool. Um, which I feel like I've seen. I've definitely seen it, but I was also like 17 and I don't remember anything about it. I feel like I've seen it more recently, like within the last handful of years, but I just don't remember hmm yeah I don't remember at all there was a period of time where so my friend Jessica was getting me to watch like a bunch of old westerns how funny and there I saw like a bunch of them all at one time and I honestly don't like I'd have to see it again yeah yeah to Mm -hmm. you know to be like oh yeah I saw that um so the episode's title is a reference to the Judy Bloom's famous no- or to Judy Bloom's famous novel Are You There God It's Me Margaret. Yep. Um which I feel like I read. I think I read all those books in high school. Yeah, I did too. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I think we had to read that one for school. I don't remember having to read it, but I think I did read it in school. I don't, yeah, I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. I don't either. <laughs> Um, so Dean tells Castiel, I thought angels were supposed to be guardians, fluffy wings, halos, you know, Michael Landon, not dicks. He is referring to the actor who starred as an angel on on earth in the 1980s TV fantasy Highway to Heaven. So that's what it was. There you go. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have not seen that. Yeah. I I mean, if I have, I didn't know I was watching it. (laughs) Right. Uh, the poster in Bobby's panic room of a blonde woman. Oh yeah, Bo Derek, right? Uh-huh. I remember. That's a very famous poster of hers. Yeah. Um, From the movie Perfect Ten or uh, Ten? Blake Edwards comedy Ten. Look at me. Look at all this knowledge <laughs> I'm pulling out of my butt. Hey. How do I even know good that? Job. Thank you. That was a good high five. That was a great high five. Uh, anyway, yeah, Bo Derek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the twin girls who haunt Bobby uh, look just like and are clearly a tribute to the twins in The Shining from 1980. Hey! Um, dark hair and blue dresses. In the episode, their first appearance is marked by giggles and a bouncy ball reminiscent of play. Um, likewise, in The Shining, the twins continually ask Danny to play with to play with them. To play with... Oh, I was like... I thought they were... I got confused in the episode. I was like, who's Danny? And then I was like, oh, in the movie, not in, in the episode. Yeah, yeah, in the show. <laughs> yep. Um, so, uh, this episode reveals um, via Agent Hendrickson's, Henriksen's ghost the terrifying ordeal that happened after the blinding white light was cast by Lilith and before those characters met Grizzly ends at the end of 312... Jou in bello. That was that was so hard to figure out how to say that one. We had to look it up for a good couple minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. We were spending time trying to be like, how do you even say the name of this Jou? episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like sitting there going, Jou, Jou. You know, like, <laughs> like car sounds. It was yeah. great. But <laughs> our research for today. Uh, so we were trying to find something about because they mentioned in the episode um the mark of the witness the rising of the witnesses and then they're talking about the 66 seals and all these different like end time things right so um this is off of biblescripture.net um it's on the book of revelation or the apocalypse which is kind of like where they're getting these ideas from yeah um and so it says the Revelation of Jesus Christ is a book of prophecy on the end times and comprises the final book of the New Testament and of the Bible. Okay. Um, the Greek word for revelation is something that I can't even read because it's not written in English okay. <laughs> or apocalypse. Right. Um, so revelation always implies the unveiling of something previously hidden, in this, case, in this case future events. As the final book of the Bible, the book of Revelation brings to fruition symbolism found in Genesis, which is the first book of the Bible. Okay. Um, so early Christian tradition identified the writer of Revelation as the Apostle St. John, uh, the beloved disciple, while he was in exile on the island of Patmos in the Aegean. See, we'll go with that. Aegean? <laughs> um, I don't know how to say it's that. It's A E G E A N. Aegean, maybe? Maybe. Aegon? I feel like that's Aegean? something we should yeah. know, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Um, written in symbolism, the book has always been surrounded by mystery and has fascinated mankind throughout the ages as to its meaning. And I mean, if you do, if you read through Revelations, it's just kind of like, what? A lot okay. of people really struggle with the Revelation because it's okay. like, it, it's just so, it's not like it's so out there particularly. It's just, they're like, oh, this monster with this many heads and this many wings and this many, you know, like okay. that different stuff, which is like all end time, like... I that see. sort of, you know. Um, but anyway, so the apocalypse opens with the revelation of Jesus Christ, the prophecy revealed to the ev- evangelist John by the risen Christ who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. Um, the book of Revelation is at once frightening as it speaks to the rise of the evil one, the great tribulation, um, and the end of the age, dramatic as it describes the final battle of good and evil, and above all, optimistic as it points out to the triumph of Jesus over evil and the dawn of the new creation. Okay. Um, so basically, like, all throughout Revelation, it's kind of like, okay, here's, like, here's what the seals are, here's what will bring about this, What here's what the tribulation is, here's what all these different things, it's the rising of the witnesses and all that sort okay. of, these are all, like, signs of the end, basically. I see. Um, so, Revelation sets three time revelation 119 sets three time periods to the book um what who have seen what is now and what will happen afterwards uh the first time period records the vision of the son of man which refers to his resurrection uh the second time period includes the messages to the seven churches chapters two and three in which the word repent occurs seven times so seven is like a theme in the bible okay it's just like that's so that's why there's like seven seals. There's seven. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, where am I? Oh, the third time period compromise or er, compromises <laughs> comprises the future, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, which presents a split stage effect, offering scenes of both heaven and earth. Um, and chapter four begins um, scenes of heavenly worship, which are interspersed throughout and provide continuity, um, but also offer contrast to all the terrifying things that are happening in the tribu- in the tribulation on earth. Okay. Um, oh, let's see where... So it says, the number seven resounds throughout Revelation and often serves as a key to important events. There are seven churches and the seven seals, trumpets and bowls. Um, there are seven angels who stand before the Lord. Um, one also speaks of the seven blessings or beatitudes. Um, following the proclamation of the kingdom of God, seven spiritual figures are revealed. The woman clothed in the sun, the dragon, um, the ancient serpent of Genesis, who is called the devil and Satan, uh, the male child destined to rule all nations with an iron rod, Michael, the sea beast, the land beast, who implanted the mark of the beast, and the lamb of God. Um okay. So angels appear over 70 times in Revelation and has played an instrumental role in the prophetic text. Um, Revelation describes the books of the book of life and gives a warning about the day of judgment. Um, so according to Wikipedia, this is so this is where we get into the two witnesses um, thing. It says in the book of Revelation, the two witnesses are two of God's prophets who are seen in the vision by John of Patmos who appeared during the second woe recorded in Revelation 11. Um, They have been variously identified by theologians as two individuals, as two groups of people, or as two concepts. Um, Dispensationalist Christians, that was a hard word, uh, believe that the events described in the book of Revelation will occur before and during the second coming. Um... So it says, John is told that the court of God's temple would be trampled on the day or on by the nations for 42 months. Um, during that period, for 1260 days or 42 months or three and a half years, uh, two witnesses would be granted authority to prophesy. Um, they are described as two olive trees and two lampstands who stand before the Lord of the earth. Both are able to devour their enemies with fire that blows out of their mouths. Also, they have the power over the sky and waters and are able to strike the earth with plague. Wow. Um, After their testimony, the beast overcomes the two witnesses and kills them. Uh, For three and a half days, the people of the earth celebrate the two witnesses' death, um, who have tormented them for three and a half years, and will not permit the witnesses to a proper burial. Um, After this time, God resurrects... the two witnesses, their resurrection strikes fear on everyone witnessing the revival, and the two witnesses then ascend to heaven. Um, in the next hour, the great earthquake occurs and kills 7,000 men, destroying a tenth of the city. 
So that's just wow. for the witnesses. They're kind of like, you know, they're there and then they're gone. It's just part of one okay. or part of... Um, so it's part of the tribulation, I want to say. Okay. Um, yeah, so the second woe, whatever. That is, so it's before and during the second coming. So it sounds like they, they're they there, they hang out, but it sounds like they're, like, not nice. They're, well, it's basically... So they are giving their testimony, basically, and anybody who opposes them, they destroy. Okay, got it. Like, right. that's, yeah. But they're not necessarily, like, bad, otherwise they wouldn't go to heaven yeah, later. No. Okay, I get they're, it, just their opponents. Okay. Yeah, they're just, like, they're, like, forces of good that are getting, you know, backlash, basically, and then they, like, well, it's fine, I'm smite you, you know? Right, <laughs> like, okay, I got it. That's pretty much... How that one goes. I didn't say that they were they were prophets, so they would... they're prophesying. So okay. they're like preaching the good news, sort of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right, that makes sense. So the seven seals. Um, so it's one of the series of end time judgments from God. Um, they so it says the seven seals hold closed a scroll in heaven, and as each seal is broken, a new judgment is unleashed on the earth. Okay. Um, following the seal judgments are the trumpet judgments and the bowl or vile judgments. So this is off of gotquestions.org. Okay. <laughs> um, so the first seal um, introduces the Antichrist. Um, from the biblical description, there are several details. He rides a right. He rides a white horse, which speaks of peace. At the beginning of the tribulation, the Antichrist will come under the pretense of bringing peace to the world. Um, he's given a crown, which indicates that the Antichrist will exercise great authority. Um, he holds a bow, which shows his true intentions, and he advances as the conqueror bent on conquest. Okay. Um, the second seal, it says, when the lamb opens the second seal, great warfare breaks out on the earth. Um, this is symbolized by a rider with a large sword on a fiery red horse. Uh, the third seal, um, breaking the seal causes famine. Um, the rider that John sees is riding on a black horse and holds a pair of scales in his hand. So like the, the weighing scales. Yeah, yeah. Um, when John hears a declaration that people will have to work all day just to earn a little food or then John, sorry, not when, okay. uh, the fourth seal, um, when the fourth seal is opened, John sees a pale horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was falling close behind him. Uh, the result of the fourth seal is that one-fourth of the Earth's population are killed by sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beasts of the Earth. Okay. Um, the fifth seal, uh, the scroll's fifth seal reveals uh, those who will be martyred for their faith in Christ during the tribulation. Uh, so, so, like, the trials, all like all the terrible things happening on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the souls of these martyrs are pictured as dwelling under the altar in heaven. Um, God hears their cries for justice, and he gives each of them a white robe. Uh, the martyrs are told to wait until the full number of their fellow servants, their brothers and sisters, were killed just as they, ha or just as they had been. Um, the sixth seal, it says, When the Lamb of God opens the sixth seal, a devastating earthquake occurs, causing massive upheaval and terrible devastation. Um, along with unusual astronomical phenomena, the sun turns black, the moon turns blood red. Um, survivors of the sixth seal, regardless of their social position, take refuge in caves and cry out to the mountains and the rocks. Um, that sounds basically like, like a great time. <laughs> I know. Like, everything's going to crap. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so there's kind of like a break between the sixth and the seventh seals being opened, it sounds like. Um, the seventh seal is, it says, when the Lamb opens the seventh seal, there is a silence in heaven for about half an hour. Um, the judgments that lead up to the close of the tribulation are now visible in the scroll and are so severe that a solemn silence falls upon all of heaven. Um, so it's like even heaven's just like, dang, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh. Um, and then the seventh seal introduces the next series of judgments. Um for John sees seven angels who are handed seven trumpets to sound. Um, the eighth angel, the eighth angel, angel takes a censer and burns much incense in it, uh, representing the prayers of God's people. Um, the angel then took the same censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it on the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightnings, and and flashes of lightning and an earthquake. Um, and then so basically once the seven seals 
or the seven seal judgments are finished, then the next part of the tribulation, uh, which is the seven trumpet judgments, is about to begin. So it's like okay. this is there's all these different seals mm-hmm. in um, the end times, basically, and there's like different um, groupings of them, but they all come in seven. So there's not like okay. in supernatural they they talk about like the seals and there's sixty six of them and all that mm-hmm. you know like so they're it's all pretty interconnected it's interesting because they're like oh the apocalypse is nine it's like well you know they are taking a lot of it from the bible like there's the seals and yeah. then there's the witnesses the rising of the witnesses and all these you know like the four horsemen and all that sort yeah, of yeah. stuff so okay um but yeah so cool. that's just kind of where they're getting it from really and it's not them. super similar but it's like here's the background yeah you know that's interesting but yeah it's it's all sorts of crazy listen like apocalypse sort of stuff not so fun you know right <laughs> doesn't matter if it's not supernatural related bible related any of it it's like everybody knows that the apocalypse is not where you want to be right right <laughs> so there's that okay. <laughs> so what's your idget or ass butt moment from this week okay well the other day <laughs> um on a sunday eric and i and killian tried to go to mount rainier <laughs> For the day, and we were going to meet my dad and Patty there. Um, they wanted to meet at this little um, store right before you get into um, the national park. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went the so you can get there two different ways. You can, well, I think there's more than that, but two main ways. Um, one is up through like Enumclaw. You can go that direction mm-hmm. to the park, or you can go through like Puyallup and LB and yeah, Eatonville and, and that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we wanted to meet them. Um, and the, the Eatonville way, because my dad and Patty both have lifetime passes to Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. So otherwise it's like $30, you know, for a day ticket to get in. Yeah. Um, but they paid like, since it's like some senior pass that they have, you mm-hmm. know, so, so it was going to be free to get in. Right. So yeah. they're like, just meet us at this little store. And this little store is like so close to the entrance of the park. You can see it from the store. Yeah. Um, so like, they're like, just meet us there. And then Patty will get in our car mm-hmm. and then my dad can drive in with his pass and we can drive in with Patty's pass. And uh-huh. then, hey, perfect. Right. Yeah. So there's no cell service that close to the park. Oh. Right. And so we get there and like maybe 20 minutes before we get to the park entrance, um, it's like stopped traffic. And it's, yeah. it's just a line of people trying to get into the park, Yeesh. like 20 minutes away from the actual park entrance. And I couldn't remember where this little store was. Uh-huh. I thought it was like half an hour away from the entrance. Uh-huh. And, and I wasn't even sure if I was thinking of the right store. Yeah. You know, I was just like, I don't really know. Like, I have a vision, like, in my mind of what I think my dad is talking about. But mm-hmm. I'm just not positive. Like, did we pass it already? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe we did. Uh-huh. Maybe it's not on this side of the park that I'm thinking of. Maybe I'm thinking of a store on the other side, mm-hmm. you know? So... Um, so we're in the car in the stop traffic for over an hour and we finally see this little store. And so we park and we're able to go to the bathroom and Mm -hmm. get some ice cream and just like chill the fuck out of Mm -hmm. all this like angsty, like (laughs) question, questioning my life and (laughs) rage at traffic and stuff. And I just like all those cars were going into the park. You know what I mean? So it was going to be like that all the way up to paradise. There was going to be no parking. You're going to have to yeah. park on the side of a frigging cliff. Yeah. You know, and, you know, try not to fall and die. Yeah. And, and then walk for 20 minutes up to actual, like, paradise. To where you can get to where you yeah, can get Yeah. And we're just like, maybe we shouldn't do this today just because it's a weekend. You know what yeah. I mean? It's going to be so full there. So, uh-huh. um, so it just sucked. It was so much, like just like rage and traffic <laughs> and it was just awful so anyway so we decided that we were just going to go to northwest trek instead which uh-huh. is like half an hour drive back the other way yeah um and so we did that and it was uh, ended up being a lovely day like killian probably had more fun at northwest trek than he would have at mount rainier yeah you know seeing all that have you been to northwest trek i've been there one time way back in the i think i was probably oh in like elementary school yeah yeah. i vaguely remember being on like the tram yeah getting taken around but they didn't have any of the same stuff that they have now as far as like there's like the play areas and stuff like the, when right, i yeah. first went it was like you had the tram and that's it yeah and that was pretty much they, it. they have a lot that's kind of like a little zoo because you can walk around and see like the you know the big cats and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff and they have like otters and they have a lot of different things bears and wolves and stuff that you yeah that are in their little you know homes just like in a zoo yeah and then the tram ride um 
they have the tram ride too, but they mm-hmm. have a newer like kids play area that's like got tons of water features and yeah. you know kind of adventure net climbing and stuff. So mm-hmm. it ended up being a really great perfect day. Yeah. I, I ate a lot of ice cream that day. <laughs> I was really happy. Oh darn! <laughs> yeah, it, it turned out to be just perfect. But the beginning of it was just so like anxiety and <laughs> angst. Like, and what's happening? Just, right like now? yeah, so that was kind of a bummer. But it ended up great. So yeah. What was your idiot or aspect moment? <laughs> so mine was last night. I was making macaroni and cheese, and I was – I have this habit of, like, stirring the water as it's trying to boil because oh, yeah. for some reason in my mind, I'm like – you mix it all together and it'll heat more even, I don't know, whatever. It's water. I'm sure it's just like, it's not like cooking rice or like the stuff on the outside of the pan is going to be hotter than the inside necessarily. I mean, probably to a certain extent, but I just have it in my mind that I need to stir it. And so I got really, (laughs) I got really excited about stirring the water and I was stirring it quite vigorously and splashed a bunch of boiling water out onto my leg. (laughs) It, it didn't feel good, but it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't, like, leave a mark or anything. Oh, it that's just, good. you know, hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I've totally done that. Yeah. I it, it was not the smartest thing I've ever done, but, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> At least it didn't leave a mark. No. And even if it had, like, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. It probably would have gone away unless I would have, like, dumped the whole thing on me, you know, oh, like, scalded myself. Oh, can you myself. even imagine? Oh, that would be Jesus. terrible. Like, I don't want to end up in a burn unit anytime soon. Oh, no. <laughs> but, Ugh. yep. <laughs> I, have a, I have a scar on my leg from um, when I was a kid. I was probably, like, three or four. And um, I was walking into my bedroom with my, I think with my mom. I don't remember this, thank God. <laughs> um, but there was, a like, a humidifier on the ground or something huh. that's very hot. Yeah. Um, I don't know if humidifier is the right thing. I don't thing. think humidifiers get hot, though. They is it, don't. Was it like a space heater? No, it was definitely something with, like, water. Huh. I, maybe back in the day when they had them, they did get hot. Yeah, I maybe. don't know. But yeah. I, it was on the floor, and I ran into it, and you could, like, see my bone. Uh, yeah, it was, like, on my shin. Here, I'll show you. Right here. Like, it cut in there, or you it, just like, hit it so burned. hard and dented? It, no, I hit it so hard, and it burned me. Yeah. That bad. Ew. Yeah. It was That's totally gross. That's a good gross. one. I have a dent on my shin, and you can kind of see it. It's, like, right in there. And you can Mm -hmm. feel it more than you can see it. But so I was – this was when I was in high school. One of my friend's boyfriends decided that he was going to throw me into the pool because he thought it was hilarious. And I'm like, I'm not ready to get in the pool yet. Don't throw me in, like, because it was before a practice or something like that. And Mm -hmm. I was, like, still trying to get my hair up and, like, put a swim cap on and do all these different things. And he just, like, decided that he was going to throw me in. And I was like – well, fine, then, if you're throwing me, I'm coming, or you're coming with me, you know, like, mm-hmm. and so I'm, like, holding on as much as I can, and I'm, like, screw you, buddy, like, if you're tossing me in, you're going in, Yeah. and, of course, he was way bigger than me, so it didn't right. work, and I just pretty much, like, hit the edge of the pool and, oh. like, slid down, so I, like, smashed my shin into, like, the sharp corner, of, like, the tile oh, yeah. of the pool, and, like, it was immediately dark purple, like, you can tell oh. it, like... Did I mean, it bleed? There, no, it oh, didn't. It amazing. didn't open. It just okay. like it was just you know. It, I hit it so hard. There's like a permanent dent in my shin now. Ew. And it, oh, I had like a dead leg for like 20 minutes. Yeah. It wouldn't go away, and I couldn't. And I'm sitting there like <laughs> in the pool, like oh my god. And I'm like you. I hate you. You know. Okay, like, did, uh, did he at least apologize? No. What a fuckhead. <laughs> no, he was just like, what? <laughs> you said you were going to toss me and I tossed you. And I'm like, you uh, hurt me. You know, and yeah. he was just like, well, you should have just let go then. And it's like, uh, what an asshat. I'm sorry. Uh, there's a reason why he's her ex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. It was just kind of like, dude, okay. So anyways, that's my shin dent story. <laughs> this one time, this is nothing even remotely related except for there's water involved um (laughs) i'm good with it (laughs) i was like in junior high and i went to this lake with some friends of mine it was like jamie and her little brother brent and their neighbor jeff and jeff was in my grade as was jamie Mm -hmm. and i was wearing this like bikini you know because as you do i did that in junior high (laughs) um and we were on this we were in the water and hanging out at some lake and we got on this little like floating dock in the middle of the lake and I was talking to them and I realized that Jeff and Brent were staring at my boobs and Jamie looks down and I have like a whole boob out. Oh no! 
I have a whole boob out. And she goes, oh my God. And she like grabs my top and like covers me. And I was like, so embarrassed. Oh yeah, I would be too. I mean, that kind of thing happens to everybody. I just should have, I just wasn't even thinking that it was like something I needed to be aware of because I was like 13 or 14. Yeah. You know, I just wasn't, uh, it was was so embarrassing. And then literally like a year later, I was hanging out with, um, with Jeff and uh-huh. some other people and Jeff brings it up he's like of remember course. remember that time when your boob was out and then he starts describing my boob to me oh my god and then he realizes what, what he's creep. doing he realizes what he's what doing and creep. turns bright red and uh. just like stood up and walked away and I was just like what the fuck <laughs> like dude it was okay. so embarrassing all over again uh. Uh. I would have been so mad I would have been mad. Like, really? Okay. Like, it I was like he, could, he couldn't you know, even bring it up. He couldn't even help himself. Like, he suddenly like realized what he was doing and just was like immediately embarrassed and had to walk away. But I was he should have like, been embarrassed. I know, but I was just like, what the fuck is the matter with you? He's a super nice guy. He's not. Yeah. He's not a creep at all. Yeah. You know. But it was just. Ugh. Sounds like one of those like awkward moments that you just like don't know what's happening until after it's already happened. That's you know? exactly what it was. it was like that for both of us. Like I almost felt bad for him because I he just didn't even didn't even think about it. You know yeah. what I mean? So like I couldn't like be mad or anything. Yeah. Because it was very obvious that kind he, of oblivious. Yeah. It was, but it was still just like this is mortifying all over again. Dude, if come you on. Could stop. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspettspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspects Supernatural Podcast. You can also see us on our website. It's idgitsandaspettspodbean.com. Thanks again. Thank you.